1: To really seal it, Dominic Calvert lewin has done exactly that. Oh, Oh, what a finish! That's what he can do. Calvert lewins ball in. Chance for Rudy! He's back in the blue jersey! Hello, everybody, and welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. We've got uh, myself, Dave Prentice, joined by Chris Beasley and Gavin Buckland uh, to look back on, well, (laughs) the non-event that was uh, Swansea at the weekend and maybe to look forward at uh, what we can hope or expect for in uh, the next few games. We won't dwell on the game, but um, it wasn't a great deal to enthuse about, was the Gav?
2: Uh, No, it was uh, strangely for me, it was one of the most disappointing games of the season. Uh, I don't know whether it was the good weather down there around the country that you know, thinking of. Niy days ahead, but um, the fact that we won on our last the way out and um I thought Swansea 'd be no near the bottom, uh, and all things considered it was a desperately disappointing uh, afternoon they
1: 've got a good home record let 's play devil's Africa yeah. here. I think you know for the last five home games they 've won and beaten some pretty good sides you know on along that way, including Liverpool so was well, Sam Allardyce right in saying it was a big battling point, or you know should be being a little bit more ambitious than that?
0: Yeah, I think that, like Gav said, the disappointment was that they, they got themselves ahead uh, yeah. albeit the scruffiest, much, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the scruffiest goal of the season. the scruffiest goal of the season to get the opposition to score it. Mm-hmm. It was definitely over the line, but um, um, yeah, they against a run of play. So given that you had that going for for them, and then. T- to see Swansea come back, and it was just so uninspiring. I think that that's the that's the disappointment really. I had a, a good a good point. Um, I j- I don't think it helps particularly. So I wouldn't say it was it was that greater point.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know what Sam's mm. saying, in the coming I mean, say like Liverpool at Crystal Palace, of the week you know, they won, of but course, they one, yeah. but they struggled. So yeah. you know, it's an old cliche, but this time of the year, like you know, teams down the bottom, you know, for to fight for can be difficult. Uh, mm. But forgetting about Swansea, I want to talk about us. You know yeah. that really the Way we just didn't at any point show any sort of urgency whatsoever and a sort of you know inclination to go on and win, win the game, even though we scored just before half time. You expect to come out in the second half and maybe push on. We just appeared to have a mindset of just going through the motions really on the pitch. And um, is that down to the manager or you know, do the players I, and I, take more responsibility? I think, I think everybody does take responsibility, mm. and it goes back to this. Disappointment of Allardyce, isn't it? That we've spoken about so much about that the the nature of it meant that probably this was always going to happen with it being a short term appointment with the main aim being to get out of the relegation zone. Yeah. Once that had been achieved, a relegation zone we were never in. in yeah, but <laughs> relegation dog We were you know, hovering too closely to yeah, for yeah, comfort. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and not playing well. And, you know, it was inevitable that if we got ourselves safe near the end of the season, that bear in mind the players that we got there and what happened for Koeman last year when yeah. the Chills were down four or five games at the end of the season that there's a yeah. possibility that something the same thing would happen bear in mind obviously there's been you know with, with the, the, the club has had a difficult campaign so on that basis I'd say Everybody's responsible, and and I just thought in the in the great scheme of things, it was a poor performance. Yeah. Um, Do you think
1: there's an issue that you know we've spoken many times before about you know short-term appointments? David Unsworth, we think, was undermined by the fact that he was a short-term appointment to players, you know, started to go through the motions. You think of similar, you know, scenarios arising here, where people aren't sure about Allardyce's long-term future, and so some players maybe aren't, you know, absolutely at it, you know, they've switched off a yeah, little bit well, you know, at the, the beginning
2: to coast. The, the problem is, don't know what, because things about this is, I think if it had been like a, a nine-month appointment or whatever, it would have been to, like, the end of June or, yeah. you know, most contracts run to the end of June, don't they? then I think that may be what the original attention was and I think that would have been okay. Everybody would have known where he stood yeah. then. Um, the fact that it's gone to 18 months because of maybe we didn't get the target we wanted and maybe we had to speak to Sam again is, and that's caused that's caused the problem because you've got Sam talking about yeah. the, quite rightly, which he's fully entitled to as a manager. Yeah. Under contract, he's quite entitled to talk about summer plans unless he is otherwise. And, I think all that I know we're going to talk about some chaos comments later but all that sort of led bred a little bit of yeah. confusion and I think well, There is confusion yeah. and I can,
1: I can be absolutely blown away by one statement from Farhad Mashiri. you know he doesn't speak very often but you know if he was to come out and you know you know, nail his colours to the Sam Allardyce mask for want of a better phrase and uh, say that he has you know the manager has his support all the speculation would stop and people you know unhappily or otherwise you know, would have to get on with this the fact he hasn't done that makes you suspicious and makes you think, well, is something afoot are these Paolo Fonseca you know quotes uh, sorry links yeah. genuine you know, are they planning long term and so I can understand you know why there's confusion you know at all levels you know sort of on the pitch amongst the supporters, you yeah. know even the management team themselves you know so sort I of don't see one hundred percent certain what's going on
2: but but't but be be. Discussing views on this, but mm. at the end of the day, players get paid to do a job, and, and, and yeah. quite patently for me on Saturday, a lot, I, I as reflected in the in, in the marks <laughs> that were given. You know, in the echo, quite patently, they didn't yeah. do a job for yeah. me. Regardless, confusion. Morgan accepted. Morgan played, played well yeah. and has yeah. done for last two games. Yeah. With, but I don't know what you think Chris, I, mean, yeah. I suppose you've got to expect a certain level of performance. You got to what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah,
0: there's a very talented bunch of players there. I mean, we, we've talked in for a long time about how how strong they are as a squad. But there are a bunch of players who should be do- doing well in the top half of the Premier League. And the sort of opposition that they're coming up against now in these last few weeks of the season, like Swansea City, they should be doing better than them. They should be outplaying those sort of teams. And and they're not, whether it's how the manager's setting them out or whether it's the players not
2: putting the shift in, but they're, they're not performing to um, their full uh, capabilities. Yeah, because the other thing, sometimes, without being critical of Sam, it doesn't help himself sometimes in his selection the substitutions, though it did work well in the derby, is people weren't, unha- weren't very happy with when we are playing Swansea Funes Mori coming yeah. on for, for Balassi and yeah. the message that gives. Even sure though no, people couldn't get Balassi off the pitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. but I mean what did what did you think of that yeah.
0: as such? So, Sam some explained it didn't he in that um because they brought um Tammy Abraham on yeah. and they, they needed an extra sense back But like I said, Gav, it's just the the message it sends out, doesn't it? You just sacrifice one of your most creative players, Yannick Balassi. To bring on a, a third centre half in the shape of Ramuno, Funes Mori, just after they've equalised. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't set out a great signal. Funes
1: Mori, who's the 39th player Everton have used this season, yeah. which is like a staggering number. I know like half a dozen of them were in the Limassol game, yeah. you know, dead rubber, but it still underlines what a horribly fractious, you know. Divided season
2: it's been, you know that many players playing, you know yeah. so matches is quite ridiculous. My my, sorry, my, my take, on it, well we a cynical take on it, but they said then you saw him, about he said he said he said they uh, think Funes he would prevent would uh, present more of an attacking threat than Balassi anyway. Oh, you know? I don't, I don't. But I think I didn't have a problem with that substitution Um as such, as long as he he took one of the the midfield players off at the yeah. same time. So say you taking. If you brought Funes Mori on and then taking Wayne off and brought Lassie on, so you would have still, you could have kept like three centre halves, uh, four in the middle, Baines and Coleman the sort of wing backs, and then still kept you three, three up front. You know, I think that yeah. would may have switched things around a bit, and and maybe still gave yeah. us an attacking threat. It was the fact that I haven't brought some on. We ended up with like five at the back, yeah. three, three in midfield, of which two are like older midfielders and like Walcott and and sort of yeah. like she wound into the middle, and the shape of the team went went yeah. down and um, it would have worked better if he 'd take, taken Rooney off at the same time, and brought Flassage on
1: it, it smacked uh, to me very much of you know, a mentality he 's shown a lot this season. You know he was happy with the point, yeah. he certainly wanted to reinforce it and see it through and unfortunately, people you know, have made the minds up very, very quickly that you know he 's a cautious coach he 's a negative coach, and uh, you know we 're quite happy to. You know, Kick up a fuss, you know. Yeah. As soon as that happened, yeah. You know, if, if I can read these quotes out, then this was, I mean, Tim Cahill, you know, much beloved of this parish, uh, was speaking to goals on Sunday on Sky on uh, on Sunday morning. And he was asked to like, analyse the uh, Swansea Everton game. Didn't take much analysis, I have to say, <laughs> um, but he was asked what he's made of the team's campaign, and uh, he said it's confusing. I think they're confused too. I feel we've lost our identity as a club. There's nothing we're stamping and really building around. And then he goes on and finishes, now it seems like we're just making signings and the chemistry is not there on the pitch, it's just not linking well. Quite strong words, but you know, difficult to dispute any of them really, isn't it? The club does seem to have lost a bit of identity, doesn't it, over the
2: last uh, six months? Do you think Do you think when Mishiri came in, it had to lose its identity to a degree to move on to the next level?
1: Well, lose the plucky little
2: Everton, brave yes. little Everton, yes. to try so and I, be. You know, I, I think it had to do yeah. that, but but that needed to transition yeah. into something else. The problem yeah. is we've lost that. And it's not transitioned yeah. into something else, has it? That, yeah, the, that's I think what, what Tim said. No, saying, no. I mean, really? I
1: mean, Manchester City had similar issues, obviously not to the same degree. Yeah. You know, when they you know a, a achieved all their riches, if you like, under yeah. you know Sheikh Mansour. And uh, they made a lot of you know marquee signings that didn't really you know sort of hit the mark. It took a couple of years of you know settling down before they finally did you know sort of come good. And I suppose we can expect expect a couple of seasons of turbulence, but it concerns me that you know the the identity on on the pitch seems to have been lost. Yeah. You know the fans are still getting behind the team in massive numbers. I mean they mentioned this weekend about record season ticket sales, and yes. On the pitch, there just seems to be something missing. It's you know, it's not the Everton that you know we're used to. Thierry Henry, who was on with Tim Cahill, said that you know, whenever he went up there with Arsenal, he says you know we always knew we we're going to have to fight and scrap and you know, fight for everything. It wouldn't be the highest quality football, but we knew we wouldn't get anything given to us on a place. That seems to have gone this season. That you know, that mentality it's yeah. it's, it's flat. How did we discover that identity? You know, how how can you recapture that again?
0: Yeah, I think the problem I mean, there's been so much of a turnaround, isn't it? You mentioned the similarities to Manchester City, David. Obviously, they had a input of cash there, but they didn't go backwards, didn't they? Everton have gone backwards this year. Yeah. Okay, they had a couple of years of transition and a, bit, a gradual building. They had to start off, for want of a better word, bringing in mercenary players who were there for the money, and then bringing yeah. in the quality players as the success came with that, but. To go backwards in the way they have. I mean, there's been such a turnover of staff there on the playing side. Cumin uh, virtually had his, his his whole new team by the time he would finished, but still couldn't get the best out of them. And now we've got a different manager there at the club with Sam Allardyce and players signed by different managers, and some of them have, have failed to deliver under under several different managers. Yeah,
2: now. well, but that's the thing, isn't it? Is is that the answer? Several different managers. Mm. How can you have an identity? So mm. uh, I think it's. Yeah. Uh, two years since Martinez went this week, isn't it, something like that? So in that yeah. time, we're now on off. So we've had Martinez, Coombe and Allardyce, yeah. Unsworth in the last two 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 and a half yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, at a time when we want to kick on and bring new players in. But After I'm the period when we had one manager for 11 years. Yeah, yeah. And, and is, that, is that the reason? Is, is it? Can, well, can you get an identity when you're swapping and changing players and managers with such... Yeah. Frequency? Yeah. Is that is that the answer? And, and But does
1: it need somebody to be brave then? You know, so at boardroom level and actually, you know, just stick with things a little longer. I mean, we've argued before in these pods that Ronald Koeman, you know, maybe the decision was taken to sack him a little bit too quickly, prematurely. The decision to appoint Sam Allardyce was taken too prematurely, too quickly. Uh, you know, when it was a relegation fight that no one really believed that they were, you know, that close to being involved in. Yeah. I know, you know, some people think differently. Yeah. So, does it require maybe Mashiri to come forward and say, look, you know, Sam Allardyce is going to be the manager for the next 12 months, let's see what he can achieve? Or is there sufficient groundswell of a, you know, public opinion against him to preclude that?
2: Well, it's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, and who does this. There's an interesting dynamic here, isn't it, of both. Like modern football, in that who actually, in terms of pointing the managers, now who has the biggest say. Yeah, you know, if you see what's happening, sort of like dare I say, in the lower regions of the Premier League, I mean, supporters appear to have like a lot of say, don't do they? happens with everywhere. Them, you know, I mean, ma- Rafa, manage, Rafa Benitez
1: at Chelsea, yeah, um, you know, won them a European trophy and, yeah. and left like months later because the fans hated him. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are, you know, if it, the fans aren't in on board, the, are yeah, in
2: the last couple of years has been instances certainly down the low. You know, um, club well at South Southampton last year wasn't yeah. it really. You know, and and Wofford have had a, at least a couple. Where the fans don't like the style of football, yeah, and like so, you know, get rid of you, mate. So sort of fan power mean. rules, but, you know. Yeah. And, and this is well, years ago. Th- th- what the chain said went didn't it really? Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. you have been time Everton fan where there's been managers there to weren't obviously popular, but they just stayed, didn't they? Like exactly, you know? yeah. And I think you know Howard would have gone in eighty three, wouldn't he, yeah. on that basis? <laughs> and. Um, it, it's, it's you know, and it's in terms of selecting the next ever manager, that has to be a factor, doesn't it? Because that's the way modern football is. But what kind of
1: manager would the fans get behind do you think? Just you know, a, a new face, just somebody from left field that we don't know a great deal about, like Paolo Fonseca, that you know would bring new ideas.
2: I mean, but without. Okay, she, but Sam, we've been tired to have this conversation because Sam's only got 12 months on this contract yeah, yeah. anyway, yeah. so yeah. I think we, we can hypothetically talk about it anyway, regardless of whether mm. Sam's here or not. But there has to be stability, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, there has to be somebody that the, 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 that comes in, mm. whether it's this summer or next summer, and stays the course because we just, it's an expensive business, yeah. <laughs> isn't it, football, yeah, where yeah, you're yeah. just swapping and changing yeah. manager and players all the time. Yeah. And I think that's what we've got to do. I mean,
0: you could ar- argue
2: that S- Sam could never be a long
0: term appointment anyway. He came out of retirement to come to Everton. He's by far and away the oldest manager Everton ever had. Cooman yeah. was the oldest manager Everton <laughs> ever had, 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 and S- Sam's eight and a half years older than him. Um, so the fact that he signed an 18 month contract, he's never, okay, you're not going to get a David Moyes again, a decade or more in yeah. charge. You're not going to get that, but you do need that sort of stability. And I'm going to speak to a guy who was a an expert on Ukrainian football, I did well to track him down, and um, <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me about Paulo Panseka, and he said, yeah, I'm sure he won't be short of offers this summer, but okay, Everton could tempt him with a, um, a big transfer of war chest, potentially, but is he going to take that? Because it's such a difficult job to go on, there's so much major surgery needed. Yeah. Issues like what do you do with Wayne Rooney, you might just decide to go for the easy option somewhere else where it's just a bit of tinkering needed, a couple of new faces and off you go. Whereas at Everton, it's a massive job for somebody, whether that's Sam or somebody else.
2: Fair
1: point. And is he going to be successful in the Premier League? Because again, it's a gamble when you're taking a manager who's like not operated. Yeah. You know those the Mauricio Pochettino's. You know, don't don't come along very often. No, the, you no know really. Southampton spotted, and you know so Spurs managed to take advantage of very very quickly. Finding a manager from abroad who you know will have the necessary impact. It is such a weird league, the Premier League. It's so different to other leagues in Europe. Um, you know, even Jürgen Klopp in his first season in Liverpool, you know, found it, you know, so sort of tricky to come to terms with the intensity of fixtures of certain types of the year, you know, the intensity of the football. Yeah. It's it's a gamble and you know is there anybody else around in the Premier League at the moment? You know, the guy in charge of Wolves has been mentioned. You mm-hmm. know, he's obviously had you know a year in the Championship, but having just achieved promotion, is he going to want to talk uh, so you know, about
2: popularity of sports? the guy in charge of Newcastle's a perfect fit, isn't he? As oh, but no, but it's an yeah. interesting point you say yeah. there, about Fonseca, about like that, because think of Everton now, joining Everton as a club, and it's sat to say when Cumin did. Yeah. So when Cumin came in, we had like what eleventh. Eleventh, 11th, eleventh, 11th, wasn't it? wasn't yeah. it fourth or fifth, whatever it was? But st- the new money had come in and they still had like a core of yeah, yeah. decent players, you know, Lukaku was still there, um Ross was still there, you know, like so yeah. the, the core of the team was and supposed to be stability an a an stability. Cup cup well. Yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah. A couple of semi finals. Yeah. So, yeah. so like that was a big attraction for the manager that was a big attraction then, yeah. wasn't it really? Stable club, good cut. Good core of players, some decent players may be coming through. Here's a load of money. That that's a big attraction. Yeah. Isn't it? Being that like now we are an attraction in some respects, but it's it's diluted a lot since then because somebody's coming in, there's a hell of a lot of stuff to go through. But as well yeah. as like, you know, it's probably like a lot of things gonna be going off on, on off the pitch and some plus there's the, the, the sort of stadium thing in the background and there so it's a completely different job description. Yeah. The Mock Kerman had, and I think it's a good point what you say there, Chris. That some managers may say, Well, actually, yeah, I want yeah. to keep my reputation. I might, uh, I might want to move, you know, if we've got an offer elsewhere, I might want to uh, take that.
1: Yeah, at, at the moment, we've not even had any pre season, you know, uh, mentioned at all. I mean, mm. Liverpool announcing in the next 24 hours, you know, their tour of America. We don't know what Everton are planning to do, and it's almost like the manager isn't one hundred percent sure of his own future, and therefore he can't even plan, you know, yeah. to that degree, which is damaging. You know the, the whole
2: thing sounds like it's all, all up in the air. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't enough, it could be argued you we know, talked about this before we came in, the next appointment is so crucial in the history of our club. The mm. only really, if you think about the great changes yeah. that will be taking place over the next four or five years, both yeah. within the game and within Everton, that actually we have to get that right. Yeah. You know, we're probably in a pretty similar position to what Liverpool were when they pointed clock where they were in, sort of. Not saying the last chance alone, but like Where's sort of they to, to get that one right.
1: But but they got uh, an absolute. Yeah. You know, and no one was like taken by surprise that yeah. you know he's he's proved to be successful because he's a manager who won the Bundesliga. You know, yeah. against the absolute giants there. He'd taken a, an unfashionable team to, or maybe not unfashionable, but you know, a team that wasn't expected to get to yeah. Champions League finals, two Champions League finals, yeah, yeah. with a brand of football that was. Not revolutionary, but you know it was—it was pretty new. Yeah. You know, this heavy metal gig and pressing, yeah. and it was great to watch.
2: Is anybody like that around there in Europe yeah. anymore? Simeone, maybe. You know, is it? But, f- but then, and, uh, but I would say it's not said yeah. that, like we should get a clock. But you know, like Liverpool are in the last. If they don't get him, who else, yeah. they again. It, like, yeah. what's going to happen to the club then? And we're sort of getting into that yeah. territory now. Is that yeah. if we don't get this right, what are we going to do? Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, the time in the time of Liverpool was excellent unlike Everton with Koeman where it's like things have got so bad under Ronald Koeman we're going to have to sack Ronald Koeman but then there's nobody actually out there yeah. uh, as opposed to Klopp you would one of the highest rated managers in Europe out of work at that time yeah. so they were very fortunate in that respect um, Fortunate or quite canny the yeah. way yeah. they didn't out yeah, there well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, people would say like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like you say well. are where do Everton go from this respect in that last year was such a big summer and they did all the business relatively early and there was that feel good factor but when the dust settled it was oh there's no centre forward oh there's no left back this um, obviously all unravelled very quickly under Ronald Koeman so having gone backwards this year like Gav says it really is important now because they actually had the potential. They could have finished seventh again this year, but it would have <laughs> been it would have papered over all the cracks because they would have been yeah. so far away from the top six compared to where they were. But have that's the thing at them. the moment,
2: isn't it? Like yeah. it's all very about well saying a point at Swansea, but Newcastle are coming up on the rails they? We? we could end up finishing tenth or eleventh. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. And a two two and a half million quid a place losing three places is seven million quid, isn't it? You know, how much yeah. of um. Apart in this, you know, downfall, this slide, does Mrs.
1: Giroud have to play on this? <laughs> yeah. The reason I say that, Lukaku was like such a great signing by Roberto Martinez, yeah. such a great centre forward, and he could have been an Everton legend if he'd have stayed like another, you know, three or four years. And, you know, I think you underestimate just how good he was and how consistent he was and, you know, how prolific he was for Everton. Obviously, he wasn't replaced. I mean, Coombe put all his eggs in Olivier Giroud's basket, it didn't work out. And then we see him coming off the bench for Chelsea at the weekend and scoring two absolutely wonderful goals. Um, you know, that that was the, the biggest problem, really. I think probably quite a few cracks could have been papered over if they'd have got that, you know, centre-forward yeah. in. I mean, Shane done OK, you know, and he's, uh, he's looked like, you know, he could be quite a promising <coughs> signing, but he's not in the Romelu Lukaku or Olivier Giroud class, for that matter, mm. um, you know. How much of a problem was that? You know, so not yeah. not bringing him in. Or... It's a bit
2: like not getting Deon Dublin in, isn't it? Like, oh, and, uh, stuff like that. You know, yeah. he, he was at the game last weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's a history of like not getting players at the same like, times. It's had like the yeah. term effects. And uh, yeah, and well, that goes back to one of the, 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 the identity, what Tim was saying, no identity. But Tim saying no about players is you've spoken all year about the lack of balance in the squad, and that, yeah. that's been there for a few years. Um, and I'm sure that failure to get a strike in has, has cost us really. Um, it's cost Koeman his job I would argue. Yeah, yeah. I know it was yeah. a tough
0: run of fixtures at the start of the season but if we got in him in an established proven Premier yeah. League sense forward I'm pr- pretty confident Ronald Cooman would still be in the job and all this we're yeah. talking about that be
1: high Well I don't want to look too year. far ahead but you know so the, the fixtures when they're released and you know so the end of June are so important because I think we've talk, spoken before that set of Premier League fixtures that Everton had, you know, for the opening like month and a half yeah. was officially the hardest any club's ever had. Yeah. You know. And I know, you know, Machiri and Allardyce have talked about you know, basically giving up top six you know results. They're bonuses, they're not bonuses. You should be trying to get, you know, some more than that. But start of a season, you know, failure to pick up points in you know, many of the hardly any of those games. It was you know so damaging. The Europa League draw, all four teams you know, or you know, the two that went through, you know, were absolutely top, as their subsequent results shows. Yeah. You know, so absolutely top class teams. It was a real, not exactly a group of death stuff, but it was a very very tough draw. The Carabao Cup, you know, so the only gimme Sunderland, and then it's Chelsea away. Yeah. And the FA Cup, you know, so Liverpool away. <laughs> You know everything that could possibly have gone wrong this season yeah. seems to have gone wrong. So, would you some luck next yeah, season? Surely, we're, 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 <laughs> I think
2: yeah. if you have a look at our like last 15 or 16 years. Whenever uh, we've had the chance of winning the cup competition, we've ended up at Chelsea, haven't we? At some well, stage, apart from
1: you know, the, the um, the, the one where we got to the final, which yeah. was the toughest drawn in, in years and years as and as years. Anybody's
2: ever had in the FA you know, cup, so yeah, Liverpool beating, like, like, Liverpool, Liverpool
1: Chelsea, way. where you know, so United, you know, Villa. Were, Villa, yeah, yeah you know, we finished six, didn't Middlesbrough was about the most straightforward, didn't yeah. you? Know, that, that
2: was tough, so so we've been. Not great this year, all through bad luck. But I know what you're saying. It's <laughs> yeah. like the, 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 when you looked at the start, that Europa League, and like the run of fixtures, and, yeah. it. Yeah. We actually came to that reasonably well, in that we got through to the group stages. We got a point City. Yeah. We got a, you know, it was it started to go a bit wrong around this after that. Then a little bit, but I, it it's That's a landing
1: of was the one for me
2: that yeah. you know, things
1: really started to think, Hello, what's going on?" Yeah.
2: yeah. But I do think. Going back to K.O.'s points, I've not heard any Everton fan since he made them saying that oh, he's wrong there. Like, which no. is which is rather worrying, isn't it? Really. Um, did you know? You to...
1: uh, I mean, it's funny, Radio Merseyside last week did their phone in um, Tuesday before last, I think it was, and they did a spectacularly balanced job, I thought, because they had I think it was Graham Ennis in the studio who was very anti-Sam Allardyce. Yeah. And uh, they had a couple of phone uh, callers ringing in who were very against Sam Allardyce, yeah. but they found a couple that were very supportive, and uh, one rather bizarrely claiming that he's an unbeaten England manager. So And you know, someone said, on. Steve McLaren was there a lot longer. Yeah. You know, he won more matches as England manager. Would you rather have him? To yeah. so which the guy, to be fair, said no, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But you know, they managed to find two Everton supporters you know, that were behind Allardyce and were willing to give him more time. Now, did they have to try very, very hard to get them? Or, you know, are Allardyce supporters very much in the minority? He claims it's a social media minority. There's no way of actually, you know, sort of analysing or, you know, gauging that. But you know, just from people you talk to, you know, do, do you know any? I mean, I've got hold my hand up, I don't know any. That, no. behind him and said they want him to
2: stay. You know, does anybody no. else? No, and that's not I think that's born from the fact that actually people just want them to be brought in like yeah. yourself to get us through this season and yeah. then have a rethink for next year with the caveat and I think said at the time well actually if he does really well yeah. then actually another season yeah, yeah. you know, another season or whatever beyond that and after those first three life, or four games it, people were yeah. you know quietly optimistic yeah, yeah. Uh, first ever manager not to yeah. lose his first seven mm-hmm. or eight games wasn't he where, where Sam where it's not happened for Sam is he's done nothing really to, to Unex- show unexpected. that he's different, yeah, that you yeah. wouldn't, yeah. which is good in the way that's what we wanted to do in yeah. the first place. Sam, that's good, you know, what it says on the tin, but to me, he's you he probably did down probably maybe thinks so. he's not done anything to, yeah, to show yeah. he's but didn't know, didn't know Sam could do that, yeah, didn't, didn't know Sam was like that. Oh, see the way we're playing, yeah. didn't that's not not Sam like, and they think, well, actually, we may have a chance here, and that's been the you know, going back to the start of the conversation there about Swansea. You know that that's the disappointing element of it. I think this was a massive
0: opportunity for Sam Allardyce. It could be the crowning glory of his career, coming late in his career, getting the biggest club he'd gone to. I mean, I was never a Sam hater. I I thought he was very unfortunate when he had the other big job of his career at Newcastle. it was disappointing for him What had happened at West Ham Seemed a bit unfortunate The way he was treated there So I thought This is a huge opportunity For him to say Okay The old Sam Aladici Had I got yeah. the top jobs If I'd have been a foreign coach Everton's sort of The tier below that um, You know Make a real good fist of it But he, he said to me First time I went down To Finch Farm He said The length of my contract Will not determine How long I stay at Everton How long I stay at Everton Will be based on two things Results And style of play Entertaining the fans Yeah and how has he delivered on those respects. I think the results haven't been great. OK, he's, he, he's he's kept them away from trouble, but the results haven't been spectacular. And They've not beaten anybody from the elite division. they division. I think Leicester City is the best team yeah. they've beaten. And as for style of play, it's I don't think it's been very inspiring, has it?
1: No, we've, the, there's always one fixture every season that, you know, is always a standout performance from Everton. You know, at Goodison Park, you know, where they you know take the top six yeah. to task. I mean last season it was Manchester City, you know, mm-hmm. so with a couple of youngsters scoring it was great to see. We haven't had that this season, have we? And I think everyone thought that maybe the derby match could be it against a week in Liverpool and it didn't, you know, span out did it. Is Sam nice at sixty three a little bit, you know, too set in his ways to produce that unexpected you know, is he a a percentages manager that will just you know so try and pick up the results that he thinks you can pick well, up
2: everything that he said to be fair to him indicates that doesn't he? when its talking yeah. about top six as a bonus you know it's the results against everybody else I mean I think his record again to be fair is the record against the teams outside the top six is quite decent i think yes yeah. in the Premier League he's won seven and lost three so yeah. I mean he's I think he's got 24 points from 13 games against the the teams outside the top six, which a two points a game, which is which is okay. Yeah. But it's the style of play, isn't it, Chris? And that, that Chris mm. was alluding to. We've not really. Mm. I'd honestly probably the one game we played well with West Ham, and it was on. I'm the well, John's that, that was David in charge, I game, yeah. So, no,
0: it's
1: it's when I saw something this morning on it on a social media. Um, Talking about, you know, the baying mob mentality. And I think, you know, social media, you hear an awful lot of, you know, sort of shouting and abuse and stuff. But I think Everson fans generally, you know, the vast majority, I think, are fairly decent, you know, fair-minded people that don't like to see people hounded and uh, you know things have got to go pretty badly before they start turning on your you know intensely Peter Johnson you know being the, the real case in point yeah. you know recent managers you know I always think of like when Bill Kenwright was under a lot of pressure and uh, that image flashed up on the big screen in the ground and you know some fans applauded it uh, because they just didn't like to see you know an essentially a decent man getting you know some unfair flack and you know the same could be said with Allardyce. He's said himself he's not had you know he heard any booing at home matches. Yeah. There's been a couple of sporadic ones at the end of games which we've lost because you'd expect that. I don't think he will. Because I think you know the, the large proportion of our attorneys are decent people, but that doesn't mean that they're not happy you know, with what they're saying. They a they of apathy.
2: few people have said there's a lot of apathy around. Yeah, yeah, that's worse, in isn't, it? Hard, yeah. isn't it? Mm. In some respects it's worse, but understandable. Uh, I just don't think Sam's done enough, has he, to... to, to to engender that good relationship with with the crowd. Um, and I think um uh, that's what he needed to do and that that could be damaging to him in the in the in the longer term I think or shorter term even. Yeah,
0: yeah very much so. dare I mention uh, Liverpool in a in a Royal Blue podcast as well because I think it is in it's what you want to say. It's it's important because like you seen up in um Newcastle and Sunderland, they haven't won anything for years because they don't spare each other on. There's nothing more of an inspiration to do well than having your su- uh, neighbour's success run down your throat, and that's what's happening at the moment with Everton. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything's going great for them. They've got an attacking, exciting team who everyone loves to watch. The toast of to Europe could be number six coming up but um, shh, shh. <laughs> last time, when they won number five Everton finished above them that season yeah. they finished fourth they, they were over the 38 game Premier League season they were a better team than the European champions yeah. Liverpool so that was a big thing for Everton as, as, as awful as it was for many Evertonians to take when Liverpool won that they were on the up um, and the Blues were happy and were looking forward to what at the time was hopefully an, a Champions League campaign yeah. of themselves that's not going to be happening this year, a long yeah. way off that. Nah, Howard, Howard used to always yeah. say
1: that, Howard Kendall, you know, he felt that you know strong you know, Liverpool drove a strong Everton on. In fact, yeah. Peter Moore said the same thing, didn't he, the chief executive, about the other stadiums, yeah. he's got no problems whatsoever with uh, Everton building a new stadium. Cause yeah. I forget the actual metaphor he used, it was quite a complicated. Well, well, John, John
2: Moores yeah. had shares in both yeah. clubs, didn't he? And yeah. the reason for that, he knew, yeah. he knew the importance of like that, two clubs in the same city doing yeah. well, they were good for each other. Yeah. Because he learned that in business, cause Littlewood started as pools and then when Vernon started and Zetas that made Littlewood strive even yeah. harder you know so we knew that that was the important thing of it and I do think it's right and you know um, you're seeing it in Manchester don't you yeah but I just you know, feel that that I'm, has yeah. has
0: not helped with Everton with everything going wrong at Everton just Clear looking points. across the park and seeing how everything's going yeah. right there and yeah. it's it's sort of Made it even more depressing for many Blues I, I, I had half a decade
1: of that in the 1970s Growing up <laughs> yeah. so we, we, we won't go back down that road again Alright well thanks everybody <laughs> we've, we've tried to, we, we, we've <laughs> tried, to um,
0: finish
1: up. No no we, we, We've <laughs> tried to uh, you know, sort of put as Balanced um, a, view, a view Across as we can do uh, We'll be with you obviously no game this weekend It's Monday night uh, you know, so the game against Newcastle Now uh, but we'll be with you before the weekend To preview that match Uh, So come back and join us. (laughs) Cheerio.